Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Record Report. Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. What's up, people? What's happening? Welcome. And I uh, appreciate you guys having a little patience. My uh, computer decided to just reboot on its own. I said, what? I said, you know what? I'm not about to get all peed off today. It's Friday. Let things rock the way they rock, and we go from there. Uh, before we get started, folks, I just want to give a big shout-out to you know, the good folks at East Coast Backers with this, uh, this smooth hoodie. Uh, appreciate you. My man's from across the way in New Brunswick. What's happening? Salute, salute. I got to come and uh, hang out with you, man. And uh, let's, do our, let's do our thing watching uh, an NFL game in that beautiful basement of yours, man. So uh, salute, man. So, uh, folks, listen, this has been a tumultuous week, if you will. Would you, call, would you guys want to call it a tumultuous week? Would you call it a week uh, that uh, a lot needs to go down? Would you call it an important week? Is this, is this, uh, is this the season? Are you guys ready to call it a season after, before week 13? <laughs> before our bye week. Isn't that crazy? We have one of the, I think, what, we have the last bye week? And uh, the season could be over before the bye week. And then we'll have to look forward to draft talk, future free agents, who we're going to now have to restructure or make a big decision on cutting all of that falls under the sun of this very game coming up this week against the Jets, right? But there's so many storylines uh, to go uh, to go with this week. Uh, so the theme of tonight's show, it really is in the title. Is there still life in Buffalo? It, honestly, is there still life in Buffalo? Do we still legitimately have a chance the the answer is yes you you got a chance and um there's a few things that happened i mean just in one in one game and and a little bit last last uh, last sunday are the storyline of this year is just there's been some nasty injuries and it started with aaron Rodgers going down to an achilles that's when you knew like oh this is gonna be it's gonna be this kind of season where the AFC East was supposed to be a gauntlet of a, of a division. It clearly isn't. Uh, we've got some shakers and some movers in the AFC. But, like, big-time injuries. Kirk Cousins goes down. Aaron, You're saying Aaron Rodgers goes down. Now Joe Burrow's down. Um, and don't get me started on, on certain people on defenses that have gone down this year. Uh, it's It hasn't been great, man. We didn't even start the year with Kyler Murray. Like, just this year alone has been um, a challenging one for injuries. I mean, Dobbins running back goes down to an Achilles injury. Like this, this is like Achilles central. People are just going down left, right center. So uh, it's, it's a, it's a tough, tough, uh, um, I guess, reality 
to to grasp because these injuries are happening and it's affecting the way this AFC is going to play out. Uh, big shout out, by the way, uh, to my man, Darren Martin. Yo, I got to apologize to Darren and, and multiple others. Yo, your boy dropped the ball last week, man. Your boy dropped the ball. I had Super Chats lined up, ready to read them out. And something, I mean, I, it's like Stefan Diggs was looking at me in the mirror going, yo, use your brain. What you doing? I, I Clearly, I wasn't. I had other things on my mind. I said, I got to go. I went to work. And there were some Super Chats that I left on. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm patient with boy. Darren, I apologize, man. He says, yo, how you been, man? I hope you're physically, physically <laughs> love the podcast, my guy. <laughs> I'm good physically and mentally. Thank you for that, <laughs> my man, Darren. Anyway, um, so is there life in the, a- in the AFC? Is there life in, in, in Buffalo? And it really comes down to, yes, there's life. Why is there life? Well, you have 17. And 17 always gives you life, right? And there's more life in Buffalo because of certain things that have happened. I mean, Lamar Jackson injured who knows how long he may a be out or b how this is going to affect him as the ultimate dual threat the best dual threat in the nfl so burrow lamar uh you've got uh you know what i'm saying like a, a slew of guys that are not like deshaun watson out for the season with a broken shoulder or whatever the hell's going on so it's now opened up tremendously but none of this matters until we can put a W on the column. None of this matters until Josh Allen stops turning the ball over. And I'm going to get right into the man of the hour because Josh Allen is the man of the hour. He's an important man. He's the man. And he's the guy that we have to count on in order for us to have life in Buffalo, he gives us life, but he also gives us death <laughs> because them, them, those turnovers have been killing us. Those turnovers have ultimately put us in position to be a 500 ball team. Yes, our defense has, has faltered in, in, at the end of the game, but it's to be expected because we are not as strong as we once were. We're depleted at all levels of the freaking defense, from defensive line to linebacker, right to the cornerback spot and safety. So, yeah, it's expected. So for folks to some expect people for for this defense to be still top-notch and give us an opportunity and a chance, fam, you're on drugs if that's what you think that's going to happen. All right? It starts with this guy right here. He needs to wake up and stop turning the damn ball over. Now, I love Dan Orlovsky. I'm a big fan of Dan Orlovsky. I like his I like his character. I like what he stands for. I mean, other than his uh, his hygiene, his hygiene's a little off for me a little bit. I think he said he, he showers every four days or something like that. Uh, and he 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 put it out there. Yo, every four days that's when I shower. Yo, fam. You know you know you know the undercarriage. The undercarriage. You know what I'm saying? You do a lot of walking. You do a lot of activity. It, it's gonna be funky down there. You know what I mean? So. You know what I mean? You got to take care of that. But my man said, I don't care. Every four days, that's what I'm doing. So I say that to say, and it, it, I mean, I'm clearly, I'm being cheeky here. And I'm, I'm using that word cheeky because somebody used it with me the other day and I freaking loved it. I'm being cheeky here by saying, I'm not going to trust some man that showers every four days to give me the, 
football analytics of of what I should be accepting and what I shouldn't be accepting. And my man Dan Orlovsky, shout out to Dan Orlovsky, that's still my guy. He has been a big defender. He's a quarterback defender, and as he should be, because he once played the position. You know what I'm saying? And he he, he had some years in the league. Got to give it to him. Uh, was he elite? No, but sometimes your role may not be as an elite passer. You might have to be a guy behind the microphone, behind the booth, right? J.T. O'Sullivan, right? Not an elite guy, but if you go to his YouTube channel and you, and you, and you watch his stuff, it's incredible. It's incredible. Orlovsky, the same. Love him. <laughs> In the words of Red Fox, and if my man would take the advice of Red Fox, you got to wash your ass, man. You got to wash your ass. And that's exactly what it's got to be. Jeff King, you know what it is. <laughs> so let me get to my point, though, with, with Josh Allen and Dan Olofsky. Dan Olofsky has been a very uh, big advocate for the quarterback. And when they screw up, he lets you know that, listen, it's on them. They've messed up. Here's how they messed up. Right? He doesn't just say it and just move on with it. He tells you how they've messed up. Dan Olofsky, on the other hand, has been a very, as of late, I find extremely odd because Josh Allen is turning the ball over, period. But now we're getting into the turnover-worthy plays. Well, I mean, he did turn the ball over, but it, it's it's not. You know what? I'm not going to even put words in this brother's mouth. I'm going to just let, I'm gonna let his video speak for it. So listen to this clip here, all right? And you guys let me know how you guys feel about it. And then we can discuss it because there's two clips of Dan Orlovsky that I do want to play. But this this clip here is Dan Orlovsky, the the protector. I want to call him the protector. Now, before I even play this clip, this clip here has all people up and up. They got their panties in a bunch. You know what I mean? The the film gurus out there, they're all about it. And when when folks are are kind of calling it calling things out for what it is. Well, you know what I mean? It's the, the, the film guys understand it, but then you have guys that don't spend time in the film room that want to snicker and talk ish. I'm sorry. You and I are watching the same freaking game, are we not? Are we not watching the same game? The raw emotions, the raw game. You're not seeing the data, you know, saying right up until whether it's a turnover-worthy player or not. You're watching the raw game as we see it. Turnovers are turnover. You are giving the ball back to the ops. That's the problem. But people want to talk about turnover where they play this and turnover where they play that. All right. So here comes Dan Orlovsky defending Josh Allen. And I don't have an issue with him defending Josh Allen. But I will then explain my issue after. So check out this clip of Dan Orlovsky on first take defending Mr. Josh Allen on his interceptions and his turnovers. Check this out. You pop sit up there and say that this man doesn't have a turnover problem. I don't think he has an interception problem this season. He said it again. I don't. I, all right, so number one, let's make a rule. <laughs> let's make a rule. Hold on, hold on. No one makes rules oh, here but me. Can I propose a rule you to you? You can propose. Oh, right, boy. Propose a rule to you. Propose. If people are going to say that Josh Allen leads the NFL in interceptions, we also have to put it into the context that he leads the NFL in touchdowns as well. 
Okay, can we make that rule that he's he's top five in QBR? Can okay. we make the rule that he's he okay. leads the NFL okay. in touchdowns? I, I, I'll concur with that. Okay, so we'll, we'll make that rule. Okay. Um, if we look at Josh, and this is what I said, Stephen A. Since week one, obviously the Jets game in week one was what it was. I don't think anyone was more critical of Josh Allen week one than I was. Since week one, I count three interceptions that I sit there and go dumb decisions. Okay, this one it's third and twenty. He's launching that ball down the field to the 15-yard line one-on-one to Gabe Davis. This is third and 19. He's launching an out-of-pocket ball down to the 7-yard line to Stephon Diggs. I don't – this isn't a bad decision. It's an aggressive throw that he misses by two inches. But that's not he a missed bad – He missed it. But that's not a bad decision. This ball gets – That's a bad throw. Everyone is going to miss a throw by two but, inches but, in but, see, That's what this it comes with. Hit, this ball is dropped. Okay, so the, the two third and 20 bombs down the field – those aren't bad decisions. Those are essentially punts, and those are risk versus reward things. Two that are tipped, one at the line of scrimmage and one by Gabe Davis. What about, the, the, one, what about the one the other night against Denver where he, for, he forced it into basically double Okay, coverage. so I said three, right? Okay, okay. Okay, the one yeah. right before the half against Denver, bad decision, uh, and, and um, you, you, cannot, you cannot, like, look over that. The one right before the half against Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and then the one to start the game against New England. Yep. Those are... First of all, let's say why quarterbacks throw picks. Okay, why do quarterbacks throw picks? One, they miss throws. Like, mechanically, they're flawed. That's not the case. We saw an inch, a miss by two inches. Other than that, it's a completion. Just add the no. sky is blue to that. Just add the sky. <laughs> I mean, why do they throw interceptions? Why, why do they throw interceptions? Because they miss throws, right? Really? That's what you're going to say? Can I keep going? Keep going. Okay, number two, that they get Stand fooled. Very like, they get confused. Very serious. Like, they, they, they don't see a coverage. That, that, that's not the case. Or three, they're forcing the football. That has happened right. three times with Josh. Okay. Other than that, right. I'm not sitting here going, oh, my gosh, Josh Allen has a decision-making problem. Yeah. But he does. He does have decision making issues. He does, right? And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight Dan Orlovsky on this because I. I'm, I'm not. Because I'm not there. Listen, this guy is. He. That's what he does for a living, and he did it for a living. So I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna fight him on that. But there are decisions. I mean, there are moments where it may not be his fault. Tip ball. Receiver drops the ball. We we get that. It's unfortunate. You know what I mean? It really is unfortunate. And talking about a punception and this and that, but uh, you 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 didn't have to go for that. It may not have been a terrible decision, but the better decision was the probably the dump off to the wide open James Cook sitting in the flat. But you decided to go for a high risk that doesn't really affect us later on. It's not a bad decision per se, yes, but the better decision would have been the probably the dump off or the dig route that's sitting right in front of you, right? And those are the things that I see. I'm like. And I'm, and who am I to sit here and go against Dan Lasky? I'm nobody. You feel me? But I mean, my eyes. Last time I checked, my eyes look good too. And I watch the same replays that everybody else watches. And when I'm seeing this, he's he's deciding to go for that play when he has the play right here. And in a press conference, he even mentioned something of sometimes I got to take the boring play. And I'm alluding to that. I'm paraphrasing, but the boring play. Sometimes you got to take the boring play. He wants excitement every time. Sometimes it's not about excitement. I mean, Tom Brady tried to tell him that. He tried to tell him that. Sometimes you do have to take that. But no, Josh Allen wants to go for the gusto every time. And that's why right now they're getting on his ass because he turns the ball over, right? So I get Dan Orlovsky in that breath. But then look at this video here. 
something that you're like, hey, if all else fails, we can depend on this thing. Josh's playmaking about Dorsey. Mm -hmm. There's not a single player you can argue that is at their very best under this offense. And when you talk about the turnovers to both Graz and Marcus's point where I'll help kind of push back is that whenever you have those kind of turnovers that are process oriented, detail oriented, that means you are not putting that in on a weekly basis, making mm -hmm. it an emphasis and also holding your your players to a standard and to an accountability that this can't happen because sure. it happens way too consistently for the Buffalo Bills. Fellas, I, I get it. I understand it. I get y'all schematically. I'm not contesting that at all. But Josh Allen is out there throwing them interceptions, okay? And we ask, like, the, some of those interceptions, yes, Gabe Davis goes through his hands. Mm -hmm. The dude has so many turnovers. We are not going to go past that. I don't care who calls and mm -hmm. plays. He turns the football over. And you know what happens when your quarterback is prone to turn the football over? You call games differently. Hmm. That's my experience since peewee football. <laughs> like, he has an issue of giving it away. Can't turn the ball football. You can't turn the football over. Listen, you're, you're getting paid $250 million. $250 million to make plays to get us over the hump, to get us a Super Bowl. Will turnovers happen? Yes. But I'll tell you this. The one keyword that was used was these turnovers are coming to consistently. And that is what we have to deviate from. These consistent turnovers, consistently giving the ball back to the other squad. And you know what it does? And really, Josh said it, Josh said it himself too, right? You're, you're taking opportunities away from yourself when you give it to the other team. So when we should be having 70 plays, 71 plays, we're limiting ourselves to 57. We're limiting ourselves to 58 plays. So we're, we're taking opportunities away from ourselves to put points on the board. So I get that Dan Orlovsky saying, you know, these turnovers are, they're, 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 you know, I mean, he's really had three bad, really turnovers. Last time I checked, a turnover is a turnover, period. Stop giving the ball to the other team. It's that simple. You know, but you have to look at it in the same breath. The you, He may be throwing a whole bunch of interceptions or, or turning the ball over, but he's got a whole lot of touchdowns. And that's the beauty of this situation. Josh Allen is so damn good. And I'm so glad he's my quarterback because at the end of the day, one thing I would definitely say I can count on this, brother, is when push comes to shove and we need him to make a play down the stretch, he always comes through. And that's what gives him a pass, if you will, right? That's why people want to, they, 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 I, I guess I don't want to say coddle him, but like, that's why people will give him a pass. I'll give him, a, I'll say they give him a pass because he's able to make those plays at the end, which wash away those instances of turning the ball over. But here's the problem. Josh used to be able to lean on a very good defense. He could lean on it. So he had more leeway to take those risks, to take those risks to, you know what I mean? No risk it, no biscuit. Is that what they say? Well, he was going for the biscuit more often, knowing full well that my defense is good enough that they'll probably give me the ball back and I'm going to go for it again. But here's the problem, Josh. You can't count on that defense like you used to. They're not as potent. They're not as good. They're, they're, they're younger in certain positions. There's less, there's less knowledge right? There's less experience. So you can't do those things. So you have to hold on to the ball a little more. 
You can't just you can't just depend on this defense to keep holding you down because there's going to come a time this year that they're not going to. Thus, look at our record five and five. We're five and five. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know the big argument over the offseason was we lost three games last year. And those three games that we lost were, were, were something to the nature of a combined of eight points. Right. But like there were some games, if you really look at it, if we lost those those close games, we our record would have been something like I think we would have lost like three games or something of that age. I can't remember four games. Right. And it could have really swung swung the record the record books and, and swung our, our record last year but because of great defense we were able to maintain a lot of these things we don't have that anymore so josh has to stop turning the damn freaking football over it's enough now that being said though is there life in buffalo i gotta go back to it is there life in buffalo yes is there life in buffalo with, with josh allen yes we got a new play caller now in joe brady joe brady First, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when you heard him in this press conference, um, definitely refreshing. I didn't hear um and uh mm, uh and then uh, and then you want to um mm, and a whole bunch of fluff words being used by Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey may have been a cool cat; they loved him in the locker room and all that stuff. But him behind a microphone, it wasn't for him. It wasn't for him, and that's it's okay, and that's it's obviously okay. However. When you have someone that can get behind a microphone and, and, and articulate what he wants done, what he plans to change, what he's trying to do, what how he feels about people, and there's no stuttering, there's this right to it, it gives you a sense of, okay, may, maybe this is there's some clear, um, concise leadership that's going to be coming from Brady to this offense. Although he's young, I think he's, what, 35, 36? Um, so not that, not that far removed from a lot of the guys on the squad. So... This is interesting, and I think the word that keeps that keeps being used is he's gonna. You know, what I mean, there's, there, we need a little more juice, a little more juice. And every time they kept on saying a little more juice, a little more juice, I just kept on thinking of Bishop. Uh, and if you guys are not familiar with what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Bishop from the movie Juice. And the real question is, do the Bills have the juice? Do they have enough Bishop in them to to get after things? And take make decisions and and really take the reins and get back into this AFC East race, this AFC race. Is there enough juice? We're about to find out. Now, we should definitely temper our expectations. And by the way, Juice is one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm telling you right now, Juice. Juice is number one. The Wood is another one. The Wood, I absolutely love. That's my movie right there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and the and Juice. Juice is my top two. And there's some other movies that I love, but those are those are t- up there, up there for me. But anyway, let me continue. So Joe Brady, there there should be some um tempered expectation for what we're expecting from, from Joe Brady. Because what he did collegially was what he did collegially. I mean, there's there's enough people that I talk to that's like, yo, when you go from college ball to foot to NFL, it's night and day. All right, it's night and day. And when you when you have a quarterback that's throwing to Jefferson, they're throwing to, you know what I'm saying, uh, Jamar Chase, things are definitely going to be nice and easy for you. And you got Joe Burrow, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things. But now you're in the NFL. So Joe has a very huge opportunity. And the opportunity couldn't have come at a, good, at a better time. And I'll tell you this, I, I actually like this opportunity for him because he's had time to 
to like go over when I get my opportunity, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to avoid doing this. He's got his shot right now. And he's got a legitimate shot to <laughs> stop it, Stacy. You're beating his ass, Stacy. Yeah, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I see you, Cody Benz. But he's got a legitimate shot to, to revitalize his own career. So there's a lot at stake here. And if, if, if Sean McDermott trusts him, so you know I mean, and, and get these guys back to having fun and doing things and, and getting out of that stale relationship, because I'm telling you right now, it was stale. Whatever Ken Dorsey was doing, he, although he would have been, he was a great guy, a nice guy, it was stale. His message grew stale, right? You know, you already know what it is. When you hear a message over and over and over again, and there are no changes, that means he didn't instill enough change in this offense for them to change, right? Josh, stop turning the damn ball over. Josh, keep turning the ball over, right? So, like, it, it, it wasn't getting anywhere for him. So, I bring this up. I bring this up because Joe Brady has an awesome opportunity. And we shall, we're going to see whether he is just a, an extension from Dorsey and it's the same old BS or he gives us life, right? Because that's what we want right now. Life in this defense, life in this offense, life in the locker room. We want some life in this, in, in this offensive scheme. Does he run the ball more? Does he activate, you know what I mean, playoff Lenny? Now do we start to you know, see an emphasis in running the football? Do we use James Cook way more often? Is Gabe Davis now put into the slot instead of wide? Is, is you know I mean, Deontay Hardy used more where he's supposed to be used, not as a freaking outside receiver? Like, there are so many, so many things that, that can take place in this um, that Joe Brady has an awesome opportunity. Because in my opinion, I don't think everybody was used to their best of their abilities. I don't think Deontay Hardy was used to his best of abilities. I don't think Sherfield was used to his abilities. Um, I don't think Kincaid was used to the best of his abilities. Only recently he started to be used, right? So there's a, there's a whole lot of potential on this, this, this roster, this offensive, offensive scheme, and this, these offensive pieces that we weren't using to the best of their abilities. I, I, it's just what it is, man. Can you tell me that James Cook was really being utilized the way he should have been? No. Kincaid, no. The only person that you could really say that they're really being utilized to their full skill set, and that's Stefan Diggs. But Stefan Diggs is a dog. That's what he does. Nobody else I can tell you that they're being used to their to their full potential. So James, so Joe Brady has a huge, excuse me. Joe Brady has a massive opportunity to open things up. It's not going to be any shade towards Ken Dorsey. Is Ken Dorsey had his way? Ken Dorsey could see things one way. And maybe he just couldn't get out of his own way. He wanted to hit things done his way and it just grew stale. So Joe Brady comes in and is able to, you know what I mean, get in there and do great, great things. We shall see. We'll see how that plays out. I'm looking forward to it. Let's not get it twisted. I want everybody to know. Let's not get it twisted. This guy right here, he's the man. He is the man. Josh Allen is the man. Let's not get any of that twisted whatsoever. And we know what he's capable of doing. The guy is just a, he's he's a oh he's a G when it comes to playing this game. Oh fam, you've got to take care of this freaking football. Give ourselves a chance. Give ourselves a chance. Because at the end of the day, when the when it's time to make a play, I trust 17. I think we all do. We all feel that way. We trust 17. But fam, 17 be giving the ball away, bro. And you're like, nah, we can't have that. Now, here's one request that I have from Mr. Joe Brady. This whole 
scrap Josh Allen being him. And when I say being him, I'm talking about running the football, draw plays, a design, you know what I'm saying, quarterback sweep, whatever the case is. Start that up again. Jerry Sullivan tweeted somewhere to the point where any Josh Allen with 10 carries, Josh Allen with 10 carries, the Bills are 17 and 1. 17 and 1 when he's got 10 carries or more. So I know people are like, well, we don't want him to get hurt, but guess what? Every quarterback that's got hurt this year that blew a damn Achilles, it, was, it, it wasn't because they were running running for their life. It's because they were in the pocket getting sacked or getting turned around or trying to make a move or whatever the case is. So keep that in mind. When everybody wants to, ah, I don't want him to run. Dude, that's what he is. That's what he does. How do you think these little running backs in the league make it? Running between the tackles. You know what I'm saying? They get hit every time. These running backs get hit every time. 5'8", 5'9", I mean, 200, 198 pounds. I mean, just look at James Cook for crying out loud. They they manage. They survive. Josh Allen's going to survive. He'll manage. He'll be just fine. So, that being said, like I said, let's not get it twisted. 17 is that dude. Love him. He gives us an opportunity, and I'll take it. Joe Brady coming in and taking over for Ken Dorsey. I think will be great, and we'll go from there. And here's furthermore a reason for, for us not to ha- allow Josh Allen to just continue to do what he was doing. Because Leslie Frazier, I don't know if you guys have seen this, Leslie Frazier was on um, a podcast with, I think, Zach Gelb. Zach Gelb. Um, and Zach straight up asked him, yo, Josh has been doing his thing, whatever, but like, if you're a defensive coordinator, what would you do to stop Josh Allen? And this is going to be my last point on Josh Allen. We're going to move on to the next topic. Up against him as defensive coordinator, what would you try to do to Josh Allen with what you've been seeing on tape? If you were going, if you were going up against him as defensive coordinator, what would you try to do to Josh Allen with what you've been seeing on tape recently? Yeah, you know, in the past, people were always concerned with his mobility, and now he's running a whole lot less. And becoming more of a pocket pass. Now that may change under Joe Brady. They may let him get back to some of the things he's really done to put a lot of pressure. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger. Less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On defenses. Uh, but if you don't have to worry about him running and making those splash plays with his legs, then you're just going to play coverage like teams are doing. And uh, and and they've you know, gotten some big plays just playing coverage without bringing pressure, uh, sitting back and playing zone, saying he's not going to run and uh, it's worked out well for teams. So you just copy. And that's what everybody's doing. They're just copying what what they saw the Jets do in the first game of the season, what New England did, uh, what Cincinnati did, and then what we saw uh, last week with Cincinnati. Just sit back, play zone. He's not running, so we don't have to worry about it. And, and they're having success. It's, it's that simple. <clears throat> Sometimes it's just that simple. We, we all know the NFL is it's a copycat league. It's a copycat league. 
What did you do to stop Josh Allen? Okay, so you guys just play zone. That's pretty much what you did. And we forced him to throw the football, but just keep him in front of you. Don't let him run. Oh, he ain't even running. F it. Yo, just send four, man. Just play, let's just play zone. And you're seeing these turnovers. You're seeing the Bills lose games that they shouldn't be losing to. You know what I'm saying? No business losing to these, these certain teams like the Broncos. Like, I'm sorry. There's no reason the Bills should have lost to the damn Broncos. We all know that. Is it, it's it's apparent. We saw that. But here we are. Here we are, five and five. So that being said, I brought that up because things got to change. You keep doing the same BS 10 weeks in a row. These are the results, 500 ball team. We are much better than being a freaking 500 ball team. That's a fact. I don't want to hear that no more, man. We got to start putting stringing wins together and it starts against a freaking Jets. And guess what? Jets, we owe you. You stole that game from us on Monday, on Monday night. I mean, we gave it to you with Josh's four freaking turnovers for crying out loud, not running the football, turning the ball over, and then we give it away on special teams. We owe you suckers, man. So we got to get this win, this upcoming game, straight up and down. By the way, I got a super chat coming from my good guy, Jeffrey King. Jeffrey King, I appreciate you. And because you just gave a super chat, I got to make sure. Bing, biggity, bing to my guy, Jeff King. What up, Jeff? Jeff comes in and says, I don't know what the answers are, my friend. What I do know is if Josh continues to play like this, it's on him and him alone. People need to stop trying to blame it on others. There's only one motherfucker throwing that ball and into bad situations, and that's Josh Allen. It's that simple. It, but it was it a turnover-worthy play? The percentages are really low. They're at 2.4. Fuck off with the 2.4% of turnover-worthy plays. Did he throw it to the other team or not? Oh, he did, did he? There it is. Oh, the other team turned it around and put a touchdown on there, right? There it is. Like enough for all these metrics and these statistics. Bro, between the white lines, are you giving the football to the other team? That's what it is. And listen, if you're a defender, if you're a defense, you're a defensive coordinator, you got to be pissed off, man. You got to be sitting here, yo, we just we just made a big stop. Six-play drive, and we stopped them. We forced them to punt. That was a huge that was a huge drive, man. All right. Ball's back in your court, Josh. Interception. All right, here we go. Let's go do it again. Holy jumpers. It's discouraging. It's discouraging. So miss me with all those the analytics. I'm 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 just that guy. Miss me with all those statistics and analytics. Although I respect it. You're turning the ball over. That's what it is. You're giving the ball back to the other squad. And when you do that, you're taking away opportunities from yourself. So you can use all those turnover-worthy plays all you want, but guess what? you got less opportunities to go and score. It's that simple. It is that simple. So miss me without bullshit. I ain't buying it. And I'm done with that. But I still love this guy. He's still my guy, though. I don't give a damn. I still love this guy. He's my dude. He's going to get us together. He's going to get us right. And we got to go because I'll tell you right now, folks, Unless you've been living under a rock, the chances for us to make the playoffs, if we lose this game, don't look good. They don't look good, folks. A massive week for the Bills. The Bills have a 45% chance of making the playoffs with a week 11 win against the New York Jets. But they fall to 13% to make the playoffs with a loss. A.K.A. We got to win this. Josh, 
Allen, a.k.a. TK, a.k.a. Turnover King, can't be TK anymore. He needs to be TD, not TK. We need to touch John Josh, man. We don't need TK Josh. And until he stops turning the ball over, he is going to be TK to me. Oh, who, who, who's, who's showing up today? Is it TD, TDJ? You know what I'm saying? Or is it, T, is it, is it freaking TK Josh? We're about to find out. We're about to find out. So I'm done with talking about Josh. That's my guy, no matter what. But you know what I mean? He's got, he's got to quit the bullshit, man. He's got to quit the bullshit, and he knows it. And I'm going to say this, though. If you watch that play, if you watch the, um, the, press, the press release that he did and the press conference when talking about, I mean, his situation and him feeling awful about Ken Dorsey, you should feel awful because Ken Dorsey, although could be a blessing right now that he was let go or a disaster, we're about to find out, but like Ken Dorsey would still have a job today, right now, had you done your job and put points on the board. But you didn't. And you got that brother fired. You, re- you really did. You got him hired. <laughs> and you got him fired. What's the saying? You do what you do. Do what got you hired. Because the same thing that got you hired got you fired. Well, I know this doesn't apply. But <laughs> my man Josh got this brother hired. And good for him. Rightfully so. He should have. I think you had a good opportunity. You were with him for, fo- for four years. I mean, it only made sense for him to become the offense coordinator. But guess what? He got your fire too. Why? Decision-making, turnovers, not winning the football, and obviously your poor, your poor plays, your poor game planning obviously helped the situation. So there it is. Dorsey out, Brady in. So we will see what takes place this Sunday. So uh, let's move on to the next segment. I got to move on to the next segment because this is a segment that I'm, uh, that I'm interested in. Um, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is my guy. I love Stefan Diggs. He is my favorite Bill on the team. Um, and I just love everything about him. There's, there's no question about it. That's my guy, right? And Stefan Diggs um, took the podium. And, uh, and one thing that I do appreciate about Stefan Diggs, and I think that we all should take a piece from Stefan, Stefan Diggs' page in his book uh when answering questions or being honest with people or whatever the case is you want you want to be you want to be as honest because for me any relationship that i have whether it hurts my feelings or not i want you to be honest with me no matter what that way there's no fluff i ain't gotta bounce around i ain't gotta no just tell me straight up what it is if you don't like me you don't like me at least we have an understanding you feel me so that way i know how to move around you period right and Stefan Diggs doesn't doesn't allow you to not know how to move around him. Because if he, if we F's with you, he F's with you. If he doesn't, I'm sure he'll let you know that he doesn't. So Stefan Diggs' brother, Trayvon Diggs, torn Achilles, terrible way to uh to go down, especially as a DB. You gotta recover from that. But uh Trayvon Diggs, after that Broncos game, was very vocal. Um, all right, I don't want to call it vocal, but I guess he was he was active. Let's call it that way. He was very active on Twitter. And uh, on Twitter, he had this to say. He said pretty much, yo, man, 14 got to get up out of there. Basically saying, get my brother out of out of Buffalo. Diggs got to go because this is a mess. This is a mess. Yo, turn, yo, Josh, just turn the ball over. You ain't even giving my brother the football that game. Although he's he, he's top leaders in, he's one of the top in, in receptions. He's one of the top in targets. He's up there. Anyway, 
So Stefan Diggs was asked about his brother's comments. And uh, I don't know who asked the question. I mean, it really doesn't matter. And I think that I think Josh, excuse me, Stefan Diggs did a, a fantastic job in answering it. So here is part one of two responses that I loved in the press conference with Stefan Diggs. Now, before I even play Stefan Diggs's uh, comments, this guy, he gives the Bills everything he's got, everything. And there's no one that should ever question if he's all in or not. You don't see this guy take no plays off. He plays hard right to the whistle. And it goes back to the, the day that DeMar Hamlin went down. Who was the one trying to get everybody going? That was Stefan Diggs, man. He was ready to say, yo, forget about the emotions right now. It's about the game time. Let's go, right? He's wired that way. And we keep putting up these BS games, and media keeps talking. They're bickering, and fans talk about, oh, all the nonsense they're talking about. Fam, these guys have emotions too. So they're like, yo, this city don't F with me. So if the city don't F with me, and we're not winning, yo, I would not be surprised if he says, yo, move, move me, move me. Now, it's not going to happen. He's just 31 million reasons. They're probably not going to let that happen. But it's probably at the back of his mind. You just never know, right? Now, I'm not going to put words in his mouth because he probably really just wants to be there. But this, I bring this up because people are starting to put words in his brother's mouth. And he doesn't know how many times he's got to answer and say, I'm committed to the squad. So let me play this audio for you guys. And you guys let me know how you feel about it. Yeah, like, I mean, for me, like, I like to gather my thoughts when I'm asked questions. Um, I'm not responsible for how other people feel, anybody in this room, for this matter, a reporter, a player, even my own brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love my brother, and the space that my brother's coming from is my family, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you want to know how he feels, you got to got to take it up with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, putting me in a position or me having a conversation with my brother, that's outside, that's, that's in-house family rules. But for me, uh, I can't combat or uh, answer all the questions as to why, you know what I'm saying, with people in the world and, you know what I'm saying, X, Y, Z. Like, that's something you're going to have to ask my brother how he feels about it. So well, for he me, made it public. I mean, he decided to put social media instead of yeah, but, you a text about it. But, if it was another fan or anybody else that commented on the game, y'all wouldn't have said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just happened to be that it's my brother. But for me, I'm like, all right, you asking me how my brother feels, you know what I'm saying? You got to ask my brother how he feels about it. But for me, more so, I want to put more emphasis on when you put me in a space of answering questions as to how somebody else feels, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, uh, the snowball effect of people having comments or, like, uh, I think somebody did an interview about how my brother feels and that's my family. You know what I'm saying? I go to bat for my family 100%. Um, I can't ask the questions as to why he feels about this, that, and the third in the game. You know what I'm saying? I haven't had that personal conversation with him. My brother's uh, watching football right now. He's not playing too much. So, obviously, he's coming from more of a fan perspective. But that is my family. So, I handle my family with the utmost respect. And I always uh, hope that people treat it that way. So, when people speak of my family, um, have a level of integrity as well. Because I feel like... If it was another family member or it was somebody else, you know, obviously people kind of handle things however they want. But uh, tread lightly when you're talking about my family. You know tread lightly how you talk about my family. And I think a lot of us in this chat right now probably feel that way. You got a, you got a, a 
little brother or older sister or cousin, your mom, your dad. Yo, you ain't going to talk greasy about nothing to do with me, my family, my family name, nothing, my kids. And it's on site if that's the case. You feel me? So Diggs handled that like a pro, right? I'm not speaking for my brother. My brother feels the way he feels. Right now, he's sitting on the couch hurt. So, and he's watching, he's watching his brother play. It's it's a protective way of, you know I me mean, holding his brother down. Somebody got upset with me because I said, I respect the fact that Trevon Diggs is holding down his brother because it's some bullshit what, what's, what's being put on TV right now. Nobody can not tell me that what the Bills are putting on TV right now is straight ass. It is. And Trayvon is happening to, to witness it like everybody else. But he happens to be invested in it because his brother is part of that bullshit that's being put on the on the field. So he's like, yo, this is some junk, man. Yo, get my brother out of there, man. He deserves way better than this. Way better than Josh turning the freaking ball over left, right, center, and losing to the damn Broncos or going toe-to-toe with the damn Giants that are ass. So, yes, of course a sibling is going to have their feelings on it. But don't expect me to tell you, yeah, man, I, I don't know what my brother's talking about. He, should, he, needs, he needs to mind his own business. Nah, man, he a grown-ass man. He's going to feel the way he feel. I can't, I can't speak for him. Now, what have I given you for you to think that, like, I'm, I'm about to, you know what I mean, break code and start, man, get it going with that. And by the way, tread lightly how you speak on my name and my family. Hell yeah, man. You ain't about to disrespect me. Like, you know how the media does. They're trying to get a soundbite. They're trying to get a whatever. You got your soundbite. Now, tread lightly, motherfucker. Don't play with me. I didn't want to cuss there, but shit. It was apropos. By the way, shout out to my man, D-Jax. What up, D-Jax? Bing, biggity, mother effing. Bing, welcome to the Bing. So I didn't ring, the, I didn't ring that, so I'm going to give you a real true, true horn. I appreciate that, man. But yeah, man, Stefan Diggs, that's why I love Stefan Diggs, man. That's my guy, man. I love this guy. The passion he brings on the field, the same passion he brings right then and there, and he was respectful about that. Very respectful. You're not, you're, about, you're not about to just say anything that you want to talk about my brother like that. There's no way, no how. Now, as for what this team is doing, we got to fix it. We got we to gotta, we gotta take care of our own. Now, you know how the media does. They don't stop. They keep going. So my brother went back at it. <laughs> So then Stefan Diggs turned it around back on him. Check this out. I've already stand true to that was that was already me. So if that wasn't me, tell me what would it be the uh solution to it? It wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be one. You know what I'm saying? Like personal feelings or personal uh opinions on XYZ, like I feel like I'm not a guy that carries my my personal, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a professional at the end of the day, and I take my job serious. You can see how I play, you can see how I practice, you can see my approach and what I do. So you, they've never questioned me as a player and as a man or what I bring to the table. So um, me being fully invested has never really been in question. You know what I'm saying so now that it's in question, I'm as more so. I'm asking the question as why. Okay, I just asked if you were fully invested or not, and I think you answered that. Uh, have I shown you that I wasn't? Just a, just a question. It's not me being. No. No. That's appreciated. Are you fully invested? That is the like that's an insulting question. Are you fully invested? Why the why the fuck would I not be fully invested? Of course I'm fully invested. I, see, that's the type of stuff that I'll be like, yo, next question, man. I ain't gonna even bother with that. But the amount of grace that Stefan Diggs have for that man, 
I would have I would have answered everything and then put a child please after that. Man, child please, man, and move on with that. But that's the type of stuff that 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 happens when you lose. This is it. When you're not putting W's in the column, you're putting L's in the column, you're going to get questioned like that. You're going to get you're going to have to, you know, see answer for certain things. That's why it starts against the Jets this week. Get a dub. We need to stop with the with the nonsense and get back to winning culture. And we are we've been missing that. We're 500. We're playing 500 football right now. And one more loss and it's a wrap. One more loss and it's a wrap. So we we need this win. We needed the one against the Broncos. We desperately need this one right now. There's no way we're going to go under 500. Golly, going under 500 is, can't have that. Can't have that. So, Stefan Diggs, love him. He's one of the leaders on the squad. Josh Allen needs him. He needs Josh Allen, and that's just how it is. Josh Allen is better for him and better with him. Stefan Diggs is better with Josh. It's that simple. And we need those two to get on get on track and get back to doing what they do best. And that's whoops some ass. And it starts with the damn Jets this weekend. It really does. So I had to get that segment out the way. And now it comes down to are the Bills dead or are they alive? It's that simple as that. So let's look at the conference. Let's look at what we're seeing here. So right now, as of right now, the AFC, you got the you got the Chiefs at seven and two. Both their losses coming to the Lions in week one and their loss coming to the rivals, the Broncos. Then you got the Ravens that, that are sitting at uh, at eight and three. Um, you've got the Jaguars at six and three. We should have never lost to the Jaguars. I just I wholeheartedly believe that. I think we're a better roster and we, we and that that whole London trip really messed us up. But you know what? Everyone's got to do that one point in there. You know what I mean, on their squads, whenever their t- their time to do the overseas thing. So really, there's no excuse. There's no excuse, man. You got to go out and play. You just got to go out and play. So we lost to the Jaguars. The Jaguars are six and three, sitting on the third seed. You got the Dolphins at six and three. That we we stomped the yard on them at forty eight twenty. They're sitting at six and three, right? But look at their conference record: four and two. The Jaguars are four and two, right? Ravens are five and three. Chiefs are five and one. Obviously, you got the Steelers at four and two. At six and three in the in the as as a record, you got the Browns. Now without Deshaun Watson, they got to go with uh, DTR or they got to go with PJ Walker. So that's going to be interesting in themselves. But they got a hell of a defense. They're sitting at six and three with four and two in the conference. And then you got the freaking Texans sneaking in at five and four with three and two in the conference with a huge win last week against the uh, the Bengals. So. The Texans are the real deal, boy. They're playing well. CJ Strauss got that thing. He got them boys rolling. Now, here's the back end of the, the conference. You got the Colts at five and five. You got the Bengals at five and five, and they're probably done. The, I mean, their chances of going anywhere, especially the way this NFL is going on right now, they just lost their starting quarterback in Joe Burrow for the year. The chances that they make the playoffs are slim to none. So the Bills have already, you could put them, pretty much put them to leap them, right? Should, at least. You got the, the Bills at 5-5 five and five with a 2-5 and five conference record, which is absolutely disgusting. On a two-game losing streak, back-to-back losses. And then we're, we're tied with the damn Chargers, excuse me, with the Raiders, which we beat. And the Chargers are 4-5 and five 
which is very bizarre to me. I don't know what's going on with the Chargers. They should be better than what they are. So, what is it that we got to do to freaking get our, get back on track? We we have to win out. Obviously, we got to win out. Are we going to win out? No, I don't foresee us winning out. But we got to start putting some wins together, and it starts with the Jets. We've got to take down the Jets. We take down the Jets. We obviously improve ourselves in the standings. We 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 tie that game up with them where we split the series, and then we got to move on to the Eagles right after that. The Eagles can be beat. The, the commanders took them right to right to the end with a high-scoring game, and we have a much better offense than the commanders, and we took down the commanders with ease. So we should be able to come out and, and do what we do, but defensively, we're depleted. So, But I trust McDermott to get this team back on track and do what they're supposed to do. It's this offense that needs to be jolted back into contention. So when you want to see the graphics, this is what it is, man. We got a 45% chance to make this thing. 13 if we lose. Right now, if the Steelers win, and this is the good thing. This is the big thing, right? And you've got you to pay attention to these because these are massive. If the Steelers lose this next game, and I, I forgot, I don't even know who they're playing right now. I mean, I'm going to take a look at the Steelers' schedule. The Steelers schedule, they're scheduled to play, holy smokes, they're scheduled to play the Browns. That came at a perfect time. Next game, Sunday, November 19th against the Browns. So, obviously, it, it would have been nice if they played somebody else, but they got to play each other, so that's that's what works out. So, who do you want out? I would prefer, I want, if the Browns can sneak in and beat the Steelers, that would be nice, because then I can see the Browns you know what I'm saying? Potentially losing to, I mean, a slew of teams with that backup quarterback situation. So that betters us uh, in a way. Uh, but for the most part, there's some things that got to happen that, uh, that could play in our favor because the Browns play the Steelers and the Browns play the Broncos after that. Then they play the Rams, then the Jaguars. So it's a, it's a, it's a decent schedule, but nothing great. So we just got to handle ours. The Bills literally have to handle theirs so we can get, Get out of there. So what do we do to beat the Jets? Because that's what we're on right now. We're on to the Jets. How do we take down the Jets? What do we do? Well, let's look at the injury report right now. So as of right now, as of right now, Josh Allen's, <laughs> they quickly put Josh Allen on the injured reserve, on the injured reserve, on the injury list, because they saw that the league is investigating the Bengals because my man's Joe Burrow never was on the injury report. And all of a sudden he was wearing a sling coming, not a sling, uh, I guess a compressor uh, on his wrist or his arm or whatnot. So now the league is looking into them because if they find the things they don't want to find, you're going to get fined, my guy. So Josh Allen, full go. Christian Bedford, full go on Friday, which is great to hear. Micah Hyde, full go. I did not expect Micah Hyde to even touch the field in the next two, three weeks. But the fact that he's playing, he knows the urgency that we have right now. We still got to get our acts together, right? Um, Cam Lewis, you got Jordan Phillips, you got Trent Sherfield, full go. Uh, Jordan Williams is full go. And uh, my man, Yeston Harris, his hurt feelings, but he's still going to watch and he's still full go. Shout out to my guy, Leslie Yeston Harris, <laughs> handling business right now. But um, here we are, folks. Here we are. The Bills, they, they still got an opportunity. They're starting to get a little healthier. Micah High comeback is big. Now we can kind of put Poyer back down to the box at the linebacker position. You know what I'm saying? So let's put some pressure on these cats. And uh, we have an opportunity. We have a huge opportunity. 
But now we got to take down the Jets. And the Jets defensively are freaking absolutely nasty. They pose a big threat to us. I don't care how you want to look at it. And it's going to be this simple, folks. It's going to be this simple. You want to beat the Jets? You have to force Zach Wilson into uncomfortable situations where he has to give us the ball. We have to have more opportunities to score than the Jets. How do we do that? Take the ball away from Zach Wilson. We cannot let Zach Wilson, that every time he plays us, looks like Joe Montana, and he lights us up, and him and Zach Wilson happen to freaking have great chemistry against us, and they just roll. We can't have that. Brees Hall has to be limited. We cannot let Brees Hall do what he did to us last time. He had like three, maybe six carries, almost 100 yards. He busted one off for like 80 on us. We have to have discipline. We have to have discipline. We cannot allow the Jets to win this game. It's just that simple. They're beat up on the old line. We seem to be getting healthier on the old line, on the D line. Let's get after it. The, the pressure rate coming from Ed Oliver, Edward Oliver, is through the roof. He leads the league in, in pressures, pressure win rate. He's on there. Greg Rousseau, we need Greg Rousseau to come in. AJ Epinesa had a solid game last week. Although in the loss, it sucks. Ronald Wrigler, my man, what's up, Ronald? Ron says Garrett Wilson is, is questionable. I tell you right now, anybody that you see is questionable is playing because they know what's at stake. They know what's on the line. Garrett Wilson knows what's on the line. There ain't no way he ain't going to play. He's definitely going to play. So how and what do we need to do to win this game? Well, let me just tell you. Let me just start with number one. The connection, the, the chemistry, the whether he's in the booth or on the, on the, on the field, on the sideline with Josh Allen, Joe Brady. That's number one. Joe Brady and his ability to see the game. Feel the game. That's what we're going to need. That defense, they've got, listen, the Jets right now have, according to PFF, they have the two best rated linebackers, CJ Mosley and Quinn and Quinn Williams. Two of the best of the rated like high 80s, like low 90s. That's incredible. These guys are going off. Quinn Williams had like 12 tackles against us the first time we played them. You got Jermaine Johnson coming off. You got Quinn, you got Quinton Williams uh coming off the on the D front. Bro, we have to we listen. That defense is gonna be coming after us, man. DJ Reader on one side. Uh, DJ Reed, excuse me, you got on one side. You got Sauce Gardner, you got Whitehead. That's a good defense. Robert Sally got this team playing well. But guess what? They're the Jets. They can still be had. We can still take them. But it starts with Joe Brady and the chemistry he has with Josh Allen and his feel for the game, his game planning. And can he make in-game adjustments? The in-game adjustments are great. Do not wait till halftime because we're not that team. We clearly don't do shit in the first, second, or third. We wait until the fourth. So this is where you can come in and write that ship, and let's get us back to putting points on the board, scheme these guys out. They don't know what Joe Brady likes to call, so maybe we, ha- we have an advantage in that regards. But when push comes to shove, something's got to give right here in this game. Number two. It stays with Joe Brady, but, like, I'm hoping that you find a way to utilize your skilled players and put them in best positions to win. 
we have to. We have to. And right now, we haven't been. I mean, I'd love to see way more Khalil Shakir. We don't. We don't see Khalil Shakir. I'd love to see more Deontay Hardy. Even if you use him in the McKenzie role, where he's a jet sweep guy, he's a reverse guy. You know I mean, so he do something to get creative, to do something. Scheme these guys open into space. So to me, get your skill players involved. You got to. Thirdly, and this is on the top of my head. Uh, today was the top of my head right now. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's obvious. You have to, you have to, have to, have to disrupt any type of chemistry, any type of flow that Zach Wilson is going to attempt. Bottle this guy up, make him throw you, like bait him. Like Sean McDermott must go deep into his bag and Nate Hackett, you're going to have to, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to find a game plan that makes Nate Hackett flustered, that he doesn't know what to call. Now he's calling some bullshit, and he's he's grasping at straws, and that's where we as a defense pounce on these opportunities and take the ball away from these guys. We got to. So I hate to even call it a chess match between McDermott and Hackett, but it's going to have to be where you have to confuse Zach Wilson Give him looks that he hasn't seen before. We're getting healthy now. We're a little healthier. We're not the same team we played them week one, clearly. But we now are starting to play with one another. So, And we have Vaughn Miller coming back now. I say that tongue-in-cheek when I mention that because Vaughn Miller has been MIA. I don't know where that brother's at. I mean, the last time I saw him, he was at the bank cashing his checks in because that money's getting paid every week. But we're not getting what we need from my guy, Von Miller, every week. My man's been missing, man. Milk carton candidate. Heavy. We need his presence felt. Because we have not felt his presence felt whatsoever on this defense. There's not one thing that I'm like, oh, that was a Von Miller. Not happening. So this defense absolutely has to step up. And it starts with McDermott. McDermott. You got to fluster him. You got to do something to just get Zach Wilson just seeing ghosts, man. You make him look like Sam Darnold for crying aloud, man. You got to. And please, for the love of everything I love, don't let Brees Hall have a game. Please do not let Brees Hall have a game because I'm going to have my own feelings, my internal feelings when it comes to that. You guys already know how I feel about that. That's the guy that should have been on the Bills team. But he's on, he's on the opposition. So now I got to hate him. We just can't have him. Have a huge game. We can't. We have to be disciplined on the line. Jo, jo, we got Phillips coming back. Jordan Phillips is coming back, which is nice. It's a nice addition. Uh, although, I don't think we've been getting the most out of Jordan Phillips, personally. Uh, I think we need more. But here's where we are. Here's where we are. So, br- please do not let Brees Hall go off. Please do not let Brees Hall go off. All right? Number four. I think that for, the, the fourth thing that, that uh, I believe that we need is this this firing of ken dorsey and the knowing what's at stake right now i think is enough motivation for this team for this defense to get their act together they know what's at stake we know if we lose this game it's a wrap we gotta win this one i mean truth be told the minute aaron Rodgers went down 
I think most Jets fans were like, yo, it's a wrap, man. That's done. So, like, part of them probably felt like, yo, it, it, they were so devastated by it that they're done. But they're also motivated by this, though. Allegedly, if they can keep trying to put some wins together to make it matter, Aaron Rodgers allegedly could be coming back to the Jets. So they have incentive to play and win. Because if they, they play and they win, they beat the Bills, they're now, you know what I'm saying? They jump into contention. So Jeremy obviously trying to catch up to the Miami Dolphins, but now they're in contention to take a wild card spot with the anticipation that their quarterback could return. And now they're stronger than ever. Now, whether he comes back, whether it's cap or not, that I have no idea. We're about to truly find out if he's coming back from an Achilles injury in less than five months. Because five months in itself is damn fast. Him coming back in three, maybe four months? Impressive. So they have incentive. The Jets have incentive to play well and win. So they have an opportunity to make a run with their healed quarterback in the postseason. We as Bills fans could put a kibosh to that ASAP. Kibosh to that ASAP. And last but not least, I would love to see a, con a contribution from the newly acquired players that we've got on our team. Linval Joseph. I'd love to see more Russell Davis. I'm uh, Russell Davis. Russell Douglas. I want and like now this is be what third week that he's in, installed into this defense. So like by that, I'm hoping that he starts to you mean starting to get comfortable a little bit. And obviously Leonard Fournette. I want to see if we're going to activate Leonard Fournette. We're going to have three running backs. If we do that, Ty Johnson obviously will take a seat. Uh, but Ty Johnson plays special teams. Leonard Fournette does not. So that's a whole nother ball game in itself. What do you sit Reggie Gilliam? Is Reggie Gilliam the one that's going to have to take the seat and be sacrificed? So it'll be very interesting to see who is sacrificed or who is inactive to activate Leonard Fournette. And my question to you guys, who would it be? Who would you guys sit down? I don't think any of the receivers would sit down. They're not going to sit Deontay Hardy. He gives you that speed factor. Ty Johnson gives you special teams factor. Reggie Gilliam, although hasn't been part of this offense, gives you special teams factor. And here's another thing. Get Reggie Gilliam involved. Get him under center. Let's go I formation. The success, the success that we have when Reggie Gilliam is in line is uncanny. I, I don't know if you guys realize how good we are when Reggie Gilliam is actually installed in the game and he plays. I got I to check. Uh, there was a tweet that was put out, and it was a record, what our record was, when Reggie Gilliam is actually playing. I got to just double check to see what the, the tweet was because I got to find it. Um, but, yeah, keep that in mind. Yeah, the Bills are undefeated. Yes, the Bills are undefeated when fullback Reggie Gilliam plays more than eight offensive snaps. Think about that. If he plays eight offensive snaps, <laughs> bro, we're undefeated. His snaps have been limited this season to just 51 through nine games. So, shall we bring back the run game? That's pretty much what it's telling you. You bring back the run game, we're undefeated. You give Josh Allen 10 carries or more, we're 17 and one. Do you find a theme here? And here's, a, let me just keep cooking with this whole running back thing, right? Oh, there goes Rico talking about running backs again. 
I know these injuries to running backs, uh, to quarterbacks are very fluky because they are. They're very fluky. But you can take a little stress off your, your, your quarterbacks by involving your running backs a little bit more, right? Put some respect on these running backs. Give them the football. Let them take the vigors of the game. You know what I'm saying? And when, it's come to, when it comes time to making a play, that's when a quarterback comes in and does his thing. But you, for us, more specifically, the Bills, we just cannot depend on 17 to do everything for us. Spread the wealth. You have the weapons on the squad. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. So for me, the fifth is the fifth reason that I think the, the fifth key point in this Jets-Bills matchup is getting these news, get new guys involved. Linval, Leonard Fournette, and obviously Rasul Douglas, uh, which he has been playing. But I'd love to see a little bit more from these guys and uh, their contribution. And uh, honorable mention, honorable mention, uh, and where we are we uh, we're home. It's a home game. Honorable mention, we're not playing. We're not, and maybe this makes a difference, maybe it doesn't. But we're not on primetime, folks. This is a four o'clock game. Now it's not primetime, but nonetheless, we're not primetime. <laughs> so maybe this this all this, you know what I mean? We're playing nighttime, really mess with these, with these, uh, with these boys, man. So we're now back to regular schedule program. Uh, it's a five, it's a four o'clock game. So let's get after it. Let's get after it, man. Now we're, we, so you have time to rest. You have time to get your meal on and sleep and get all that good stuff. Let's bring it to the effing Jets hard body. We got to. We got no choice, man. We got no choice. Stop playing around. Stop playing around. By the way, we got 300 people watching right now uh, coming from the, from the YouTube spot. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Smash that like while you guys are in here. We have surpassed 26,000 subscribers thanks to you guys. Much appreciated. You guys know that. Um, and uh, continue to support uh, these this BF movement, man. Um, I want to give a, a shout out to y'all that have tuned in to follow me on the uh, the Bleacher Report app. If you have not followed me on Bleacher Report, it's very simple. Just look up the Bills community, look up Rico, boom, right there. Follow me on Bleacher Report and download that app because uh, I'll be doing a little a lot more content with the Bleacher Report uh, in the next uh, the new future. Actually, I'm actually uh, got something going on on the 27th uh, coming up shortly. So. Uh, Keep an eye out for that, and um, and we'll go from there. So what I want to do now is uh, questions, concerns, topics that you guys want to touch on. This is your opportunity uh, to touch base, man. My man, White Town Kings. What's up, White Town? White Town Kings had a super chat earlier, and I'm not going to forget that, brother. Uh, he goes, bad Josh plays are like playing your son in Madden. It's like, son, you knew better than that. Why try to fit that ball in there? Um, listen, man. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again because your son thinks he's that good. He thinks he's, you know what I mean? I can do it because I've done it before. I'm going to do it again. And then you're like, but I know that play. So this is the defense I'm going to run. I'm going to play this. I'm going to bait you. And you're going to give you the interception, right? Now, rookie rookie Madden players, I mean, if we're sticking on Madden, let's stick to Madden. I sometimes play with my middle linebacker. Sometimes I play with my safety. I used to be back in the day. I used to play with my my D line, and I try to you know when you swim move. I, I gave up on that. I let the computer do what they're supposed to do. I'll play linebacker and kind of you know we bait. You know what I'm saying these guys to throw me the football if I'm playing online. So if I know he wants that post, or he's gonna try to drag that receiver across, I'm gonna make it look like I'm not there. And then when I see what that quarterback wants to do, jump that thing, bait him. And that's what these defenses are doing to Josh Allen. We know Josh Allen, what he likes to do. We know his receivers are limited on certain plays that they run. They're limited on certain routes that they run. Gabe Davis being one of them. So guess what? 
I know that you like that dig to the deep route concept. So I'm going to act like I'm sitting and I'm going to just kind of sit up a little bit more and, and get my depth and pick it off. It's that simple. I got safety top. I got help over the top. Josh Allen feels like he's such a, a, a gifted athlete, which he is, that he's going to fit that ball right through there because he's done it before. Fam, these guys are better. They're smarter. And they're watching everything you do. Joe Brady, on the other hand, on the other hand, you got to go back to his college film. You got to go back to his Carolina days when he's with, you mean, CMC and Sam Darnold on them cats. And CMC was hurt. So he never really had a full complement of guys. He's got a full complement right now in front of him. Everybody's healthy. No excuses. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. So questions, concerns, hit up in the chat. Y'all know what it is. And uh, let's, let's handle that, man. Uh, my man said, my, what's up? What's up, Jeff King? Jeff King says, hey, what's your handle on the Bleacher, the Bleacher Report app? I'll tell you what my handle is, my man. Uh, the handle for me, if you guys are trying to find me on there, it's Rico underscore BF underscore. Just, just like my Twitter. Just like my Twitter. I try to keep it simple, man. So Rico underscore BF underscore. Find me that. Follow me on there. So anytime that I go live, man, boom, hit that notification and I got you. Uh, my man, PVC. So, um, What's up, PBC? I see you. I see you, bro. I see you. Uh, let's see. Let's see what you got here. Uh, Joshua Richard says, yo, Joe Judge will have this offense playing fast, confident, and on point. Um, we'll see. We'll see, Joshua Richardson. Uh, we just, listen, man, we just got to make sure that our defense is ready. We just got to make sure that Sean McDermott's got these boys prepared like he always does, and we go from there. Now, I do want to get into Josh to to um, and my last my last segment for the night. I do want to get into Sean McDermott, and I know the 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 a lot of the question is, do you fire him? Do you get rid of him? Do you do any of that stuff? And fam, I like Sean McDermott, man. I like Sean McDermott. I think he's good for this team. I think he's good for the community. It all it takes is finding the right offensive coordinator that can match what McDermott's been doing with his defense, this depleted defense at that. You got to give him credit for that, right? For still having these guys competitive enough that they are still in these games. They are still in these games. And you got to give your offense a shot. McDermott is sitting here going, I'm doing everything I can to keep this game close for this offense, but y'all just keep giving the ball away or stalling with these weak-ass plays and don't establish a run game. You, you, there's no rhythm. There's no juice, if you will. That's what he's trying, That's what he's been trying to say. There's no There's no life in this offense, so I need some life in this. I need, you know, CPR of that bitch, man. Wake it up. And I think that's what we're that's what we're trying to get to. And I think that's what McDermott is trying to get to. But people still feel that 13 seconds. They want to go back to 13 seconds. They want to go back to uh, 12 men on the field, which is inexcusable, and it's facts. You know what I'm saying? And that that those moments that that kills you because that's a win right there. And that's attention to detail. And that's the head coach issue. But for the most part, when you look at the overall picture of where this team could go, I like McDermott, man. I like McDermott for the squad. Now, if we can't get over the hump and we look awful down the stretch, and it looks like the team you've lost the team worthy of a conversation to have about 
McDermott. It's worthy of a conversation to have, especially when you lose a locker room. But right now, I would assume the locker room is still very much intact. Nobody's wavered. Everybody's still on one page and ready to get after it. If you go back and look at the Raiders, the Raiders lost all credibility for the, I mean, McDirt, McDirt, McDaniels lost all credibility. They didn't respect that man. They didn't want to play for that man. And you can tell by the last two games that they played, the Raiders are 2-0 in the last two games. Now they're about to go against a team that is really damn good. So we'll see. And that's the Miami Dolphins. But if you play hard enough for your coach and you're disciplined enough, maybe the Raiders come in, Aiden O'Connell comes in and upsets the Dolphins, which would be fantastic for the Bills. But we're grasping here. We're grasping. But I'm a, I'm a fan of McDermott. I don't believe, uh, I'm probably one of few people, I don't believe he should be let go. Uh, I think he should remain his this head coach. I think he's good for this team. It's just a matter of finding the right piece to lead Josh Allen. The right piece to lead Josh Allen. I don't necessarily believe that you need an a offensive head coach to run this team. I know there's an offensive-minded uh, season, an offensive-minded league, but McDermott, you still need defense at the end of the day. Defense wins championships at the end of the day. So find yourself a good offensive coordinator. I'll take care of the rest. I mean, look at look what the Texans are doing right now. The Texans are 5-4. and four. They're in the seventh seed right now, led by a rookie head coach in De- uh, D'Amico Ryans. And you got C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback, doing his damn thing. So I don't want to hear that. Yeah, you can't be, it can be done. It's being done right now. So we will see how that plays out. Um, I got a comment coming from Brock Campbell. What's up, Brock? Brock says, yo, where the F are we going after five AFC losses? <laughs> That's a legitimate question, man. Where, where are we going, man? Where are we going with that? Tell me. We have to win the division, period. If not, it's done. Well, we don't necessarily have to win the division. I mean, it'd be nice to win the division. We just got to squeeze in that wild card spot. Squeeze into that wild card spot. If we can get the seventh seed, great. Six speed, the six speed, the six speed, the sixth seed, even better. And here's here's a flip side. Here's how you can look at this as well. A, uh, a positive that you can look at this from. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, let's be real. All right, let's go up here. Let's look at the, let's look at the standings here. Right. You're the Kansas City Chiefs. You're the Ravens. You're the Jaguars. Let's just say the the rec, the this stays the way it is right now. All right. Let's just say the Browns fall out of this, the playoff standings. They just they can't get over their bad quarterback play, right? Texans, let's say the Texans continue to move up. They take the sixth, the six speed, the six seed, the six seed. The Bills put on a show, and they come in and take the seventh seed. Do you think the Ravens are going to want to see the Bills? Let's just say, let's put that, excuse me, and let's just put the Bills, like the, the Bills in the sixth seed. Ravens, you want to see the Bills? No. You think the Chiefs, which we're going to play this year, are going to want to see the Bills? Although they've had our number when the games really matter, but we've, we've, we've held our own against the Chiefs ourselves. So we can be that team that comes in and says, hold on now, just because you have us on the seventh seed, we know we can play with the top, the best of them. And if these middle teams start taking some L's here and there, this shuffles up this whole AFC East because you still have the, the Bengals are out. But the Colts, I don't think the Colts are going to push anything, but they're also in a weak division. 
in the AFC South, but the, I think the Houston Texans have that down pat. The Bills, if they can string some wins together, we can squeeze into that seven seed or squeeze into that six seed. So I still, I still, I mean, right now there's still some hope. We're going up against a a divisional foe that's not going to be easy. It's going to be a tough one, but it's not like we've never taken down the Jets before. So let's let's we we have a clear opportunity to do that. I ain't worried. I think we got this one, man. I really do. James, my man, James, what's up, James? James comes in and says, hey, man, how would you rate Josh Allen, the QB IQ? Genius, average, below average. <laughs> Yo, this guy's stupid. Or is he mentally late? There's an inside joke that I have uh, with a friend of ours, our neighbor. We, 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 we use mentally late. Is he mentally late? Physically, he's a stud. I've been questioning his decisions. <laughs> well, according to Dan Orlovsky, yeah, he's only made three, you know, what I mean, really bonehead decisions this year uh, when turning the ball over, and the rest is just unlucky. It's just fluky. It's just whatever you guys want to call that. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. You gave the ball away. Your decision making is not great right now. It's just the way I look at it. But in terms of Josh Allen's IQ, I think he's a smart kid. Uh, sometimes I think he might be too smart for his own good because he starts to do things where you're like, "Fam, you didn't have to do that." Just take the easy thing right here. Don't complicate your life by by trying to equate, well, if I throw it at this, this trajectory and if the receiver just doesn't end breaking, I should be. Fam, James Cook is, in the, is on the sideline looking right at you. Give it to him. He'll gain you the six or seven yards. Now we're second and three, second and four, instead of now second and ten. Or turnover on downs, you just gave the damn ball to the freaking all of the other team. So his IQ, I don't, I don't question his <laughs> his smarts. Uh, I think he's a, a very intelligent man, and uh, he'll handle himself accordingly, the way it's supposed to be done, the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, shout out to my man PVC fam. What's up? He goes uh, on the road to uh, at KC every damn season. Can we get them at home at one point? Uh, I guess they like going to Arrowhead, man. They like bringing the people to Arrowhead. I don't know what to tell you. James, my man, James the Mountain Man. Are you on the road right now? Are you driving? Be safe while you drive, brother. Uh, and by the way, give me one of those. Uh, eh, eh, give me one of those bad boys while you drive there. Um, four wins are is four wins enough? So we're at, <clears throat> nine wins does not get you in. Nine wins does not get you into the playoffs. I don't think it does. You have to have at least, at least the least ten wins. Actually, let's go back to what 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 did the the playoffs last year look like? Because we need to we need to see we need to see how that played out. The NFL playoffs last year. Um, who was twenty twenty two? Sorry, as I type this, as I do this, folks. Uh, playoff bracket. There we go. So. The 2022 playoff bracket. Here's how it played out. Who had the least? Yeah, yeah. We see who who got that. So divisional round, wildcard round. All right. So let's see what the records were on who. So the Chargers were the the, the fifth. Who was the Baltimore? Were the sixth, the seventh seed? Those Miami Dolphins. How many wins did Miami Dolphins have last year? 
then they finish with like 10 wins, maybe six, maybe 10 or 11. So you at least, you at least in the least need 10. In the least, you need 10. 11 should get you in. 12, you're, you're a lock. You're in there. You're in there with 12 wins. 10 at the least you need. So y'all let me know how you, how you guys feel about that because that's the way I'm looking at it. Let me just take a look here. So I'm, I'm curious how's that. I'm, I'm now you got me curious. Now you got me rolling back. Yeah, man, you, you got the, with the playoff with the playoffs last year with the Dolphins. You got to get that. That's what you need. So four wins is not going to do it. You need more than that. You need you need six wins. <laughs> you need you need six wins right now. Four wins, they get you going to cut it. Ten and seven is that what they went? They went ten and seven, and that's a tight one. Ooh. Eleven wins, you secure it. Ten wins. <sighs> In the AFC this year, I don't know, man. I don't know. Now, what is helping us right now is these quarterbacks that are hurt. Sean Watson, out. Joe Burrow, out, right? If you're looking at uh, Trevor Lawrence, hasn't been playing that great, man. He has not been playing that great. Really hasn't. Kenny Pickett, ain't special. He's That defense is what's holding them down. Kenny Pickett's going to give some stuff away. So, there's gonna be some opportunities for us, folks. We're gonna we're gonna scare some teams, and if these guys start taking some L's where they need to take some L's, I think we got some. I think we got some. So we'll uh, we gotta monitor. That's something we gotta we're definitely gonna have to monitor, man. Every win's gonna count, baby. Every win's gonna count. Uh, what's up, PBC? He says if we end up with a losing record, you're saying you wouldn't be able to look excited if we <laughs> brought in the enemy. The enemy is probably going to be in line number one to take over for the commanders if if in indeed they they move on from Ron Rivera. Now, also, I heard a rumor that Bill Belichick could be if he leaves New England, he could be in line to go to Washington. Now, those are those the chances of that happening are slim. Who knows? I, I can't even say who knows, but the enemy would have to take a lateral move to come to Buffalo. Would he do that? Maybe. Is McDermott ready to allow something like that? Is McDermott going to say, you know what? I'm going to give it to Joe Brady. Or is he really going to do a big-time search? And is Biennemi going to be a good fit for McDermott and this regime? You know how it is. It's all about fit. Are they going to fit? You can't just bring anybody in there. Here's one thing that I do not want is if we decide to not go with Joe Brady for some odd reason, we say, you know, Joe Brady, go back to being the quarterback coach, and that's just what it is. Um, Or he'll be snatched up somewhere else. You just never know. At this point, you're going to have to to really consider uh, giving some young-minded coaches. I just don't want us to go and go grab a retread, a coach that's done it before, and he's an old head. And, yo, I ain't trying to get no old head back in here. Unless this old head, you know what I'm saying, has the ability to be creative. Right. Whoever Ben Johnson, his quarterback coaches or his receiver coach or whatever, those are the ones you got to find those gems, those little gems right there. Because even last year, Chad Hall was like, nobody wanted Chad Hall to leave. Don't leave, don't leave. And even then, they're like, Yo, you might want to keep Chad Hall. I only saw this once or twice where they're like, maybe make Chad Hall the offensive coordinator because we don't want to lose him that bad. But I'm like, the receiver coach to, to offensive coordinator, you just never know. Sometimes you just have to find a gem. All it takes is a gem. 
finding that one person that nobody knows about, but they're freaking genius. And then you have that person. We'll see. We shall see. I'm going to take a couple more uh, comments and uh, I'm going to get out of here. But uh, it's been a great show thus far. And let's keep it up, man. So if you have any questions, let's roll. Shout out to my man, Rev. What's up, Rev? Rev comes in with a comment. I see Rev comment. Here he goes. Uh, Dolphins might be able to secure the division early in their next four games. Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans. Raiders, Jets, Commanders, and Titans. I don't know. Titans, Will Levis might be able to kind of get these Titans rolling, but I don't know if he's if he's on that level. Because right now, this is what I'm seeing right now. This is This is... This is what I'm looking at. It's the Raiders, depending on how how they start doing. I think they're gonna start. They're gonna they're gonna come back down to reality shortly. The bet I think the Colts are better than what we want to give them credit for. Um, they got the run. They, they got the run game. They got JT. They got freaking Zach Moss doing their doing good things out there. Bengals in that injury really does hurt. That that Joe Burrow injury absolutely hurts. I don't know. I think the, the backup quarterback is Browning. So uh, I think Browning was, was he like a former Washington quarterback? I can't remember what it was, but uh, yeah, that's what we're looking at right now, folks. That's what we're looking at. So we have a grand opportunity. These injuries to these other players have, have come at a good time. It was now this, like I said, is there life in Buffalo? Yes. There's absolutely a lot of life in Buffalo, but it starts with this win this weekend. It starts with this win this weekend. We got to get this win this weekend. We have to. It's a must, man. Everything has to be put on the line. You got to go for it. Go for the gusto, man. You got no choice. You really do have no choice. Uh, what up, Chris? Mr. Munez says, your national media got the Bills winning 10 games this year at the beginning of the season. We all agreed. Uh, I, I thought we were going to get at least 12. 12 wins, man. I mean, I did not see us losing to... I th- I had us losing to the Bengals. I did not have us losing to the freaking Broncos. That's for sure. And I certainly did not have us losing to uh, who did we lose to that? We shouldn't have lost to. I had us losing to this funny enough. I had us losing to the Jaguars and I had us losing to the Bengals, but losing to the freaking Broncos. Heck no. Did not see that coming. Absolutely did not see that coming. And then losing to the Patriots. Like we had no business losing to the Patriots. Ugh, Sickening. Absolutely sickening. So yeah. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes, man. My, my man Bootstrap says, "Yo, nice dude, Rico. Yeah, I got a little cut, a little cut ski. Um, uh, I had to go see my man's. I got, I found a new barber. Had to. He's a young buck. He's still kind of, he's still trying to learn me, trying to, trying to learn. I mean, how my hair goes and shit. So we're still trying to figure each other out. But he seems to have the, the facial hair down pat. We just got to work on top. So it's a work in progress. But we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Um, uh, let's see." EB will not go anywhere. I, I, I totally agree with that. EB is not going to go anywhere. It's not happening. So uh, here's a question for y'all. Now, I want to kind of do these because I'm going to we're going to go into uh, we're going to go into the games, the pickums, And uh, we're going to see who's who's playing who and who's going to get what. And uh, we'll go out and we'll go there. And that's how we'll end the show. But I do have a question for Bill's Mafia. I was listening to uh, Stephen A. Smith. I was listening to Stephen A. Smith show on his podcast. If you guys are listening to Stephen A. Smith's podcast, uh, as opposed to him on on uh, on uh, excuse me on first take, his podcast is hilarious. First and foremost, he talks about he talks about everything, and I would love to transition, make that transition because I mean I think there's there's more to 
us, you know, saying a connection to us. I think there's more to uh, podcasting than just just strictly talking bills and bills only. I mean, sometimes it gets tiresome to just talk bills all day. But if there's things to talk about, there's things to talk about. However, I do have a question for Bills Mafia. And the question was was posed, and this goes for all women and men. And they said, could you forego having sex for one year if it meant that your Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl in your lifetime? Could you forego having sex for one year, but your bills win the Super Bowl? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, man, that when I heard that question, because he's a Stephen A's, he's a Knicks fan. Could you do it? I don't know if I could do that. Folks, <laughs> giving that up for a year? Like couple, couple, couple weeks. All right, I'll take, I'll take one for the team. Couple months, a year, bro. Now you're asking for too much, but you get to see Josh Allen and the boys lift up the Lombardi. You can finally say, "Yo, my team won a Super Bowl." Yes, yes, I will forego giving up the goods. The lady will have to be put on ice because my team won a Super Bowl. Let's go. Now, <laughs> could you do that? Oh, my gosh. Wifey's in the chat right now. She's like, absolutely not. You are. <laughs> there ain't no way, she's saying. She's like, you already know what I'm like. Three days and she's already ready to. Yo, what's up? <laughs> a full year? Bro. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. So I, I asked you guys, can you guys, are you guys able to do that? <laughs> J, J, the James Mountain Man says, yo, my tongue going to be sore, boy. <laughs> yo, you a fool. But yo, that's a, that's a legitimate question, man. So let me know. Could you, as Bill's Mafia, Bill's fans, male, female, whatever you are in between, um, could you forego for one full year no sex and you and your bills get to celebrate a Lombardi? Your bills are Super Bowl champs against the Dallas Cowboys. Even better. The Bills beat the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And we raised Lombardi, but you ain't got you ain't getting no you ain't getting no cookies for a whole year. Sound sound off in the chat, please. Damn, some people are saying easily. Yeah, I can do that. What? How could you easily make that decision? That's a that's not an easy decision to make. There's come on. Now, if you are one that is not a sexual person, then you're like. No problem. I'll even do two if I have to. <laughs> Give me two Lombardies. I can't. There's no way. That's a conversation. That's definitely a conversation. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting uh, question that was asked. So uh, I'm probably going to clip that and post it uh, for y'all to 
to go and have fun with that one. But uh, yeah, I don't think my wife would uh, would go for that whatsoever. She goes, your bills ain't winning shit. <laughs> not in this lifetime or another, another lifetime. Ain't no way I'm going one year without. So that's what it's about. Uh, <laughs> my man, my man, Red said, yo, wife, you're going to be blown out of the stratosphere afterwards. I mean, shoot. It, she will be, and it won't take long. It won't take long. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's move on to another topic because like, I, I'm trying to transition away from just bills. I want to kind of do first first hour of the segment or maybe first 40, 40 minutes, half hour to 40 minutes of the segment. is like bills talk, all that stuff. But like now, I'd like to go, A, around the league. Uh, any questions you guys may have around the league, any questions that may come to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know I mean, social media, what's going on? in sports all together. Um, and uh, I think it's always fun. You can't just stick on bills all day, every day. And then what we'll do is we'll end it by uh, going through the schedule and let's do our pickums to see who is going to be our upset special this year. Uh, excuse me, this, this week. And then we go from there man. and we shall go from there. So let me, uh, let me just pop up this. Uh, see Mark green. That's why I chose the Dallas Cowboys as the opponent. So that makes it just even better. It makes it even better for me to accept, even if I did not have sex for a whole year, but I play the Dallas, the Bills play the Dallas Cowboys and they win and I can't have sex. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Wifey's like, you thought enough. You're done. <laughs> it's not happening. All right. So let's take a look at the, uh, the schedule, NFL schedule for this week. And uh, let's dive into the schedule. We'll see what's, uh, what's popping. But uh, John Herring knows me. He knows our situation very well because I brought my wife on here. You guys know. You see our, our chemistry. You see when we're next to each other. Rico, knew you, 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 you know you're with you. She, she would not allow that for sure. John Herring, you are 1,000% correct. She's in the chat right now sounding off. He better not. <laughs> oh, snap. But you know how that goes. You know how that goes. Um, the Cowboys would be like, we put 50 on you, though, if we won. Listen. <laughs> Listen, Manuel. Listen up, big guy. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. My man, uh, AFAX is, y'all. I waited 30 years for a competitive Bills team, and I can't wait one year. I'm <laughs> Yo, you ain't lying, bro. We waited a long-ass time. You want me to wait another year, and you're going to give me Super Bowl? Yo, give me that. He said, give me that. What's up, James? James says, Rico, the biggest game on Sunday is the Great Cup. Who you got? The Owls or the Blue Bombers? Man, the Blue Bombers again. Listen, listen give me the Owls, man. Give me give me Montreal. Give me the Owls. I'll take the Owls over the Blue Bombers. I feel like the Blue Bombers are always in that. They're always like in that contention and always in that. And the Owls, obviously, is closer to home for me, all right? Montreal is just a couple hours away from where I'm from. So give me Montreal, the Alouettes. Over the the blue bombers, man. Yo, I I this is how much I'm not involved in CFL. I gotta get my act together, man. Like that's one thing I gotta do. I gotta get start watching more CFL so I can get so I can maybe just branch off and start doing content for CFL football. But I just can't, man. I just like I'm too invested in watching my bills that I'm like, I can't go back in now. If they bring a team to Halifax, then you got me. Then I'll be all in it. I'll be all about it. But as of right now. Chilling. All right. So uh let me pop this thing open and then that's a great question, by the way, James. Appreciate that, bro. 
Appreciate that, bro. Uh, let's let's slow this down. So let's go. Let's go right to the schedule. Um, and because uh, I didn't really come up with topics, I'm gonna I'm gonna start transitioning to that when on the Friday podcast. I'm gonna do half bills and then half, and I'll have some topics to, to hit up on, and then we're gonna do it up. Because I think I mean, if, if we have a platform, you can't just keep it all bills, baby. You gotta, you know what I mean? You gotta change it up a little bit. All right, especially on a Friday night, you gotta do that. Uh, so here we go. Let's get this uh, this party started with uh, the schedule. So, number one. Obviously, we just had this uh, the Thursday night game that just happened. Uh, and uh, obviously, the Ravens took that. Feels good. They took that uh, 34-20. I mean, I mean, when Brady, when, when obviously, when uh, Burrow went down, you already knew what time it was. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that uh, the rest of the season plays. I would know Burrow and see how these boys go, but I don't think it's going to work out for these boys. So let's go like this. Steelers and Browns. Who do we like with the Steelers and Browns? Well, here's the deal. Kenny Pickett, I really anticipated Kenny Pickett to have a huge, huge year. Um, he had a great offseason, great preseason. Or like, oh, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Uh, like the old line is coming back together. TJ Watt coming back like that's a good squad, man. That is a very good squad. So you think that uh, they they were going to, you know what I mean, come out looking good. Now, the AFC North is no joke. But at the same time, bro, it's just, it's just, they don't do it for me, man. The Steelers don't do it for me. But they're going up against the Browns team with P.J. Walker or DTR. And you don't, and the running backs, the running backs are, I mean, you got Kareem Hunt out there. You got Amari Cooper doing doing their good things out there. I think I'm going to take the Browns, the Browns over the Steelers, man. I think uh, I think they're well coached enough that uh, the Browns take the Steelers. So Browns over Steelers for your boy. How you guys feel about that? You like the Browns over the Steelers? If you do, let me know in the chat. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, I got a super chat coming from my man thinking out loud. What up? It's like Pasi Moshe, man. What's happening, bro? Um, Thinking out loud comes in and says, yo, Joe Brady better run the rock with Allen under center. Let James Cook cook. Hardy on some plays. If I see the Dorsey shotgun draw, I am done. Who's better? Who's a better head coach the first two years, McDermott or Dable? I'm taking, honestly, I like, that's a good question, by the way. Uh, shout out to my man thinking out loud. I like Dable. I really do like Dable. Uh, but injuries, We'll do it to you. Injuries will do it to you. Um, but I'll take McDermott. I'll take McDermott over over Dable. I just like I like McDermott, man. I like what he brings to it. I think he's I think he's balanced. And all, all it takes is for you to have a good offensive assistant that can get you going, right? Because we've seen it before where we don't have a good defense or and and we have a great offense, but we can't stop a nosebleed. Right, we put all these points, but we just can't stop a nosebleed. Now it's a 35-38 score. I don't want that, man. I really don't. I need uh I need my 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 scores to be low, but my offensive output to be better. So I just it just all it takes is the right offensive coordinator, and we're back in it. We're back in it, man. And uh we took a chance. I mean, if you really think about it, we took a chance with Ken Dorsey, thinking that it was going to work out wholeheartedly. We went 13 and 3 last year, and the record masked. A lot of the deficiencies that this team had. I mean, if you think about it, Devin Singletary had 30 touches this last game, 150 yards. 
there's no way we would ever, as a Bills team, give Devin Singletary 30 touches. I don't think he ever had 30 touches in his career in Buffalo. And they did it in his first year with the Texans. So of course it goes to show you where, where our mind was at or where Ken Dorsey's mind was at. And here's another thing I gotta I gotta bring up. I'm glad that uh, thinking out loud brought that up because these offensive coaches, right? If you think about it, Brian Dable got a head coaching job because of the phenomenal job that he did with developing Josh Allen. Let's not, I'm not gonna let's not mince any words, let's not let's not bucket. That's just what it is. If Josh Allen was playing like complete doo-doo, you're not getting an offensive coordinator job, right? You've got to have your unit playing out of out of this world. And Josh Allen, the last the last two years he was with Dable, he was playing out of his world and he was kept on ascending. He was getting better. Man, how how come Josh Allen was playing so well like this? Man, Brian Dable's done a really good job with Josh Allen. Okay, maybe he can develop our guy, our quarterback, because it's the biggest core, it's the biggest piece on any team. It's the quarterback. So if that guy did that with Josh Allen, he's definitely going to do that with this guy here, right? So when you have a guy like Ken Dorsey and some people, and I see people say, yo, all he want to do was just make Allen just that guy, make Allen that guy. Maybe Ken Dorsey's aspirations was to become a head coach at one point. And in order for you to do good things, you have to have your quarterback playing lights out. But Allen was playing not lights out. He's playing like Garbo. So my man, it's he squandered his opportunity by putting too much is one is one way you can look at too much on Josh Allen's plate, therefore putting a lot of pressure on Josh Allen, pressure on the offense, pressure on, on Dable to you know find, excuse me, on Dorsey to find the right plays, and the nucleus just never worked out. It worked out last year. He was on his way. If he had a similar year last year, and the game the this team was up 13-3 again, or they they went they finished this year year in 13-3. Dorsey would have definitely been considered for head coaching jobs somewhere else. Look, he was able to continue to do the things he did with Josh Allen and what opportunities were there and where could he go? I, I guarantee you that was what was, that's what could have happened. And that's why sometimes a lot of these guys put their quarterback at the forefront because if this quarterback plays well, it gets me a job. And he played himself out of a job. <laughs> now he will get another coordinator job somewhere or a quality control coach somewhere or quarterbacks coach or offensive coordinator maybe you never know i doubt it uh but he's gonna probably probably gonna have to build himself back up no different than what joe brady's had to do right now right anyway i digress i just kind of had to go to that point there um so yeah i'm gonna take the browns over the steelers i'm taking that all day next up raiders and dolphins is this the upset special Raiders over Dolphins. Dolphins are 2-0 right now. The Dolphins are coming. Excuse me. The, the Raiders are 2-0. Dolphins are coming off of a bye. Ah, who am I kidding? I'm taking the Dolphins over the uh, the Raiders. Now, if the Raiders come in and whoop on the Dolphins, I would love it. But it's not probably it's probably not going to happen. So, Dolphins over Raiders coming off of a bye is just... <clears throat> it's just... I don't, it's just not going to be enough. It's not going to be... It's just... I can't see that happening. So... Uh, give me that. Bears, Lions. Give me the Lions over the Bears. That's not even, not even a question. DJ, listen, DJ Moore is nice over there. I don't know when, uh, when uh, Fields is coming back. It's just not good enough. Defense is not good enough. Tremaine Edmonds. Bears fans are asking where the hell Tremaine Edmonds is. So that ain't cutting it. 
They who did they bring over there? They just traded for uh, Montez Sweat. So defensively, they'll be decent, but offensive output. Right now, the Lions are cooking. Right now, the Lions are absolutely cooking. Jared Goff is playing well. The run game is solid. You can't go wrong. Give me the Lions over the Bears. Titans and Jaguars divisional game. Will Levis versus Travis for versus Trevor Lawrence. That's a game I don't give a damn about. Truth be told, don't care about that game. Uh, Jaguars are at home. Will Levis. Yo, give me the Titans to upset the Jaguars. Give me the Titans to upset the Jaguars, boy. That's my upset of the week. Titans over the Jaguars. Give me that. Uh, Chargers, Packers. See, the Chargers are four and five. The Chargers are four and five, and their record says what they are. They got pieces everywhere. Quinton Johnson, rookie Quinton Johnson. Um, obviously, Mike Williams always stays getting hurt. Eckler is running the ball pretty well. Um, what's going on over there, man? What's going on over there? I don't understand the Chargers. I don't get them. And because I don't get them, I can't trust them. So the question becomes, who do you trust more? The Packers with Jordan Love and Aaron Jones is not even running the football well. And Romeo Dubs not getting the ball. Christian Watson is not. They ain't doing shit over there. Jordan Love is not good. And they even are considering making a change at quarterback. So, yeah, I'm going to pass on the Packers, man. Give me the Chargers over the Packers. Chargers over Packers. I'm taking that. Y'all feel good about that one? Raiders upset the Finns would be a better. I'd love the Raiders to upset the Finns, but it's just not happening. <laughs> we both know that's happening. Yo, Rev says, nah, take the Chargers. Yeah, you guys are you guys are with me, right? Chargers over the Packers. Okay, yeah, we're good. We're on the same page. Yeah. We're on the same page, man. We're on the same page. All right, here we go. Next up, Cardinals, Texans. Yo, the way these Texans are playing, boy, give it the Texans over the Cardinals. Now, before I fully lock that in. Kyler Murray coming back and playing for the Cardinals changes that team completely. James Conner returning, different. But the Texans look so good right now. D'Amico Ryan's got these plays. These boys playing hard. CJ Stroud don't turn the ball over. The guy's got two interceptions this year. He's got, what, 15 touchdowns and two interceptions this year. How do you pick against that? He had a huge win against the Bengals. No, give me the give me the Texans are on a roll right now. The Texans are on a roll. Give me the Texans over the Cardinals. Cowboys over the Panthers. The Panthers are just god awful. I can't I can't even take those boys serious. Sorry, folks, can't even do it. No upset there. It's not happening. Uh, Buccaneers, 49ers. Niners are rolling right now. They feel good. Brock Purdy's playing nice. Give me 49. That's an easy one. 49 over, over the Bucks. May, Baker Mayfield, those boys, they, they just, it's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, if you have any fantasy questions, jump in. This is your time to do your fantasy questions now, too. Um, Jets and Bills, man. You guys know what it is, man. Bills got to take it. I got to pick the Bills over the Jets. Uh, because we, I said that we'd split the season, and I knew that we were going to lose the first one. Well, that was my gut, and we did. So I'm sticking to what I stuck to from the beginning of the year. Bills over the Jets. I'll take that. And knowing what we know now, i am definitely got to take the Bills. Got to take the Bills. Uh, Seahawks and Rams. Well, it all depends if they're... Who's playing? Carson Wentz? Who is it? 
who's gonna be playing? Is it is it is it back to? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not even gonna bother you with that. I'm gonna go give me the Seahawks. Something about the something about the Rams is just not they're not cutting it for me. Seahawks over the Rams. Uh, Vikings Broncos. Man, f those freaking Vikings. I mean the Broncos. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm rooting for Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs' story is unbelievable. Give me that right now. And the Broncos, that weak ass win last week. Don't think that you guys are off on top of the world. You guys got a good win against the Chiefs. You you got away with one against the Bills. You got away with it. You you stole it from us. Don't think that you you're gonna go on a run all of a sudden. F y'all. Uh, Vikings over the Broncos. Josh Dobbs is doing a good thing. Uh, and Ty Chandler is gonna be running the football uh, opposed to. Addison, um, Madison, excuse me, and Jordan Addison uh, is doing big things. And could you could see Justin Jefferson back? You could see Justin Jefferson back. So give me the Vikes over the Broncos. Uh, and last but not least, two games left. Actually, no, last but not least, Eagles, Chiefs. Who y'all got in the Eagles, Chiefs game? Eagles, Chiefs. What y'all got? So here's the thing with the Eagles, the Eagles. Great run game. I think A.J. Brown is one of the best in the game. This guy is a thorn. He's Listen, If you know that when the Bills have played the Titans and A.J. Brown was there, he was an absolute menace. We just could not stop him because the guy was just too strong for us. Out route, he got it. Slant, he got it. Deep route, he got it. Like, he was just too strong. And now he's with the, he with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is a good damn player. They got a great O-line. DeAndre, DeAndre Swift is playing well. That's I think they found the right place for him. I can't believe Rashad Penny's not getting enough playing time over there. That's weird. And uh, they got Jalen Carter. They got that's a good defense out there, man. Brad Barry on one side. Uh, nah, they got a good defense. Now, Chiefs, though. Got Pat Mahomes, man. Pat Mahomes, that dude. And listen, this is the rematch of the Super Bowl. And Jalen Hurts. He wants that thing badly. And I don't think the Chiefs are as good as they are. They have been in years past. But that defense is underrated. That Chiefs defense is underrated. Spagnolo's got those boys playing. But I got to go with the Eagles over. I got to go Eagles over Chiefs. Eagles over Chiefs. All right. So my upset of the. Upset of the week is going to be Titans over Jaguars. Uh, that's the one I'm taking, and uh, that's it, man. That's uh, that's the show. So, if you guys enjoyed the show, if you guys enjoyed, uh, you know, me rocking with your boy, smash that like while you guys are still here. If uh, you guys have not clicked that little bell, you guys are tripping right now. If you guys don't click that little bell, that little bell that says, "Hey, I want to, sus- I want to subscribe, and I want to know when these guys are going every day. I want, to- I want to be notified. I want to get a ding on my phone. Hit the little bell, and just put personalized." And put always. So anytime that thing shows up, is me, is Rev, is Zbot, is my man P Money, and we rolling, baby, we rolling. So smash that like, subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed. We're trying to boost that thing to thirty thousand subscribers. So uh, we're on the come up. We got to try to get that thing going. Uh, my man Rev is gonna be popping on tomorrow. Rev, are you at noon tomorrow? Or are you going at night tomorrow? Uh, let me know what you're doing so we can let these people know what's happening. And uh, I'll be uh, putting some content together uh, for, for Bleacher Report. So look me up uh, on the Bleacher Report. You got to download the app, though. You can't be one of those guys that goes and goes on the browser. They want you to get on the app, get on your phone. So that way you get 
all your business on your phone right then and there. And it's actually pretty cool, man. I, I never really messed with Bleach Report at first. Um, I always kind of knew about it. But I might download the app. And I was like, yo, it's got everything I pretty much need right here. Like right there. You feel me? So download that app. And then that way you can follow all Bill's content and all that stuff and get in the community and do all that good stuff. Tomorrow's show is at 8 p.m. Eastern time for my man Rev. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And uh, listen, folks, that's it for me. So there's the there's the pickums for this week. If you guys are if you guys are into you know what I'm saying putting some money aside and, and betting on this and betting on that, hey, maybe this is the this is the winner. This might be the kicker. I would love for the Dolphins to lose to the Raiders, but it's not gonna happen. So here's the deal, folks. We have a we we win this game. We're back to about 45 to 50 percent of making the playoffs. And there are certain teams that we need them to lose. Then it'll increase our chances of getting back in it. And just like that, one week down, one week back up, we could be back in contention. Um, oh, by the way, what's wifey doing? So wifey, wifey decided to, I'm going to put it up there, uh, is my birthday on Monday. So you know what would be really great? If the Bills can give me a freaking birthday win on Sunday. So then I can bring in chapter 39. You know what I'm saying? Real smooth, real good. My my food can taste good wherever we decide to go for supper, me and the wifey, and uh, we go from there. And I'm the absolute worst for birthdays. I don't know about y'all, man, but when it comes to birthdays, I'm not that guy that's like, okay, it's birthday week. I don't do that, man. Like I'm just like, yo, it's 39, let's go, let's roll. I mean, let's have a good meal somewhere and let's call it a day. My wifey is like, I'm going to go to the cottage with the girls, then I'm going to do this. I want to go for breakfast here. I want to. I'm just like, yo, wherever we go, we go. Right. Wherever we go, we go. I'm I'm terrible for that type of stuff. I could care less. Uh, we just roll, man. I'm a spur of the moment guy. Very spur of the moment. I don't need to plan shit. I'm just boom, let's roll. Uh, and she ain't like that. She's like, I need to plan. I don't do that. But yeah, man. So these went these bills. Listen, for a birthday, here's the birthday present that I need. I need <laughs> I need the Raiders to take down the Dolphins. I need the the Browns to take down the Steelers, which I think is gonna happen. Who else do we need to lose? If the Packers take the Chargers down, even better. That'd be a great upset. And uh, everything else is is, is going to work out the way it needs to work out. Eagles take down the Chiefs, even better for us. Even better for us, right? Closer for us to get our act together. So that's really my time now. My man John says, uh, <laughs> we're almost birthdays. I'll be, uh, oh, shit, my bees on Wednesday. I'll be 39. Yo, we close, man. Our parents decided to have fun on Valentine's, bro. They got, they got it in. Um, but yeah, man, I'll be 39 on the 20th of November, man. November babies, man. Scorpio stand up. Let's go. You already know what it is, man. So folks, that's it for me. I really appreciate you guys. And, uh, one last thing before, before I get out of here, take a good look at this backdrop. Take a good look at it. This backdrop is going to be suspended for a little bit. I'm going to try to dabble a little bit with, uh, with the green screen. I'm going to try to dabble. I got a green screen. I'm going to try to dabble a little bit of it and try to kind of mess around and see if I get a nice backdrop. Eventually, what I'm going to try to do is try to just get go away from it all and try to build up a nice little something in the back so it kind of looks a little more sophisticated. You feel me? Um, I think the backdrop's a little played out now. But anyway, it's good for now. It's good for now. So that's my time, folks. You guys enjoy the rest of your evening. I appreciate you guys hanging out with your mans. And uh, big week coming up, man. The Bills, the Jets, we need that. And uh, we'll see how it plays out, man. But a win is what we need. A win is what we shall get. But it starts with 17, not turning the damn ball over. Can't. 
Can't turn it over. He threw four interceptions, what, three interceptions last game and fumbled once. Can't have that again. And the Jets should know better. It's not going to happen again. So that's it for me. Uh, I appreciate everybody tuned in, by the way. Shout out to my man, D-Jax, that joined as a new member. Bing, biggity, bing. We appreciate it. And if you guys are trying to join as new members, it's very simple. Supportbf.com. Everything Buffalo Fanatics you need is there on that website. So check that out, and uh, we shall go from there. So you guys have a great night. And until next time, it's your boy Rico. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. We'll see you Sunday night. We'll see you tomorrow with Rev. And we'll see you Sunday night. Enjoy your night. Peace. Let's go. Thank mm-hmm. you.